0: Hey guys, welcome into week number three of From Adam Lee to Zombie, a WWE CW. Uh, It is me, I am Mike Bernier. I am joined again by the co-host of this Battleship Galactica,
1: Joe Lopez. What's up, buddy? Dude, time goes by so fast. I feel like last week was literally like 10 minutes ago. Spoiler alert, maybe like 25 minutes ago? Yeah, something like that. I had to eat. Yeah. Um, in that in that time frame, uh, we found out that Dragon Lee announced that he's going to WWE. Yeah. I'd say he's already there at this point, but I doubt that it happens that quickly. He might be at the Performance Center. I don't think he's on the active roster by now. L Performance Center. LA Performance Center? Sure. At least he won't be LA Miserable there. Yeah, it's for real. Um and they've already yeah. got a sphincter, so they can't give him that gimmick. Thank God. Alright,
0: so we are on episode number three of our rewatch of WWE CW.
1: Now at this point, vengeance already took place, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So at, at this least... point, Sabu's lost to John Cena.
0: Correct. This had the the vengeance show took
1: place on Sunday. This is the Tuesday following. Okay, great. Which, from the card, from what it sounds like, is actually focused on ECW.
0: Correct. We talked about that a little bit. Um, I'm excited. into the end the – at the end of last week's episode. Um, for those of you at home that haven't wa- listened to last week's episode and watched along with us, um, there was the Randy Orton versus Kurt Angle match, three-and-a-quarter star according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Um That was Rob on Van, Vengeance. Correct. Rob Van Dam defeated Edge, three and a half stars match at Vengeance. Uh, John Cena defeated Sabu in six forty nine. Those are the matches that really uh, pertained to the WWE C W brand. Uh, tonight on the third episode, we're gonna have Sabu versus Roadkill in an Extreme Rules match. Mike Knox against Andy Doring, and Rob Van Dam versus Kurt Angle. Teammates in last week's uh, tag match against uh, predated rated RKO. Yeah, they were rated PG-13 at that point. Correct. Um, so what so will they both say about, 12. They really did. So last week's show, according to cagematch.net, um, and that, that's where we get a lot of the, the useless data that I'll talk about in this series, uh, there was 13 valid votes on last week's show. It got a 5.93. Uh, one person voted it. Uh, ten, two eights, two sixes, seven five stars, and one four stars. Um, the one vote for the tens, the 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 ten out of ten came back in two thousand eleven. Uh, there was a vote this year in two thousand twelve that gave it five. So oh wow. Uh, uh this week's show, according to that, we're. And I'm going to do this every week leading into it. I'm not going to give away the results just yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll watch those together here shortly. This show graded at a 6.92, with the Wrestling Observer newsletter giving the main event three and a half stars. Um, it has 0.10, 10, but it has two nines and eight, four sevens and six fives out of the 12 valid votes.
1: What did so, the Russian judge give it?
0: Uh, the Yugoslavia judge gave it a seven.
1: Nice.
0: So we'll see if this show is actually. Um, good, or if it's held up by the main event. Um, if you're ready, I am Joe. We'll give them a countdown. Yeah, yeah, ready to go. All right, five, four, three, two, one, hit the play button.
1: I will try to actually tell you when I have commercial breaks this time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, for those of you at home, uh, we're recording separately, uh, because again, it's 20 minutes apart from the last time we recorded. Um, I know it's Hey, there's no recap
1: best. or anything. They're going straight into this match. Oh, yeah. who went right out of the ring and was like, hey, let's, let's fucking get to it. We are here. And we, where are we? Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, we're about, Roanoke's about two hours from where I grew up. So, how many nights did you spend in Roanoke? Not many. No. No. I wasn't. I wasn't a big
0: Roanoke guy. If I was going anywhere, I was going north. I was going into D.C., Baltimore, stuff like that. Ah, oh, fair.
1: So not not a rowan Oaker.
0: No, definitely not a Roman Did you
1: like Wonder- Roadkill? I didn't hate him.
0: I don't think it made. I don't think his gimmick made sense in WWE.
1: Not even in the WWE C.W.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Think he is, I don't think he's here long enough to like be billed as the chicken farmer. No, I'm pretty sure
1: this is like his one match.
0: That's what I'm saying, so yeah, I'm, I'm good. But he had
1: the look, and he was good in the ring.
0: Did he? Yes. I mean, Sabu's literally running around like a chicken with his head off right now. He, 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 yes. That's a chicken farmer joke for you guys at home that are following along.
1: Oh, here we go. He's either going to hit a ground. Oh, oh, that was good. That was good. <laughs> That was a good counter. It's a
0: good counter. I was ready. That, was, that was a good one.
1: Right? I was I was ready to say he's about to either hit this move or like die trying. And
0: he's gonna hit her or he's gonna blow out his ACL trying to to get to the top rope.
1: Exactly. See look, roadkill looks pretty good here. Do you think he just
0: decided they didn't want to wrestle here anymore after this? Maybe. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go look at his matches and see when his last WWE CW match was. I swear to you, I think this is it. Can you believe that he actually wrestled in OVW in 2007 and 2008? Wow. And had a match at the, uh, I don't know what the the short is here. House of Hardcore. He had a match at the House of Hardcore debut show. Him and Danny Danny Doring against uh, Tony Marinara and Little Guido.
1: Right, was it House of Hardcore the, like, the Tommy Dreamer Whee! company? There's Sabu fucking killing himself. I-, I think so. I'm pretty sure that's Tommy Dreamer's, but con- it might even still exist. I think it does. Um. Alright, so... You know, the rule here is basically if you watch enough Sabu matches, you'll see him do, like, 18 dives.
0: So, so he's in OVW as Roadkill, and then he changes his name. To what? Uh, it went to... At first, it went to Tony Braddock. Okay. And then it changed again to... Antonio Anto- Antonio Pulaski. That was a good move right there. And he stayed with that name
1: until basically he left OVW. I feel like the worst part of the gimmick for him has to be the shoes. Probably. There's probably those no- look like straight up I mean I guess they're a little bit boots, right? Sure. This is a good match.
0: So he wrestles a dark match at the next show. Okay. Wrestles on a couple of house shows, and then he's gone.
1: Yeah, see? I told you, I'm pretty sure this is his only TV show match. I remember watching this when it aired. That's how like, I actually think this is actually a pretty good match. I mean, it's better than some of the other shit we've watched. How crazy is that? We got two for two on good Sabu matches, like, two weeks in a row. Fucking just hit him in the stomach with that. I hope you don't need that esophagus, right? <laughs> Sabu's moves include chair to the abdomen.
0: Roadkill is just one of those people that's uh, sitting on a fucking infomercial at three o'clock in the morning. Do you or one of your loved ones uh, been affected by mesothelioma or a chair <laughs> or, or a chair to the fucking stomach?
1: So what you're saying is a chair to the stomach is how you end up needing transvaginal mesh. Correct. Got
0: it. You learn something new every day on this show, boys and girls. <laughs> Chairs to the stomach leads to transvaginal mesh. Yo, that he might... really. He got some hair. He got some air on that one.
1: Credit to that move too. He kept using the same chair. Like he got a lot of use out of that one chair. And I actually
0: think that might be the best that he ever hit that move. Oh yeah, he split open though.
1: That yeah. fuck it
0: that leg of that table fucking caught him flush. Yeah. Oh look, the unnecessary submission move by Sabu. Like
1: <laughs> you just put this man through a table. You do not need him to tap out.
0: What's worse is that he literally thinks if I grab this one arm, that'll be the difference.
1: I like, don't think he tapped.
0: He didn't. He went to. He said, "Screw it," and then he told him to roll over. He just yelled at him to roll over.
1: That's so stupid. Oh, he's gonna now it's an extreme submission hold. That's that's awful. That that's just It is that awful. was an extreme submission hold. That was extremely unnecessary. That looked like it hurt his ass.
0: No, the going through the table hurt his ass. Just like it split <laughs> no, I, his arm open. I think
1: also sitting on the chair hurt his ass. Yeah, wow, his arm is fucked up. Yeah, when he went through that table, it, it fucking exploded. Uh, what
0: what I will say here, um, honestly, good match for Roadkill, even though this is his only TV match. Um, great height here on the fucking Arabian Facebuster by Ta- by Sabu, but yeah, that table fucking split him the fuck open, and and it, I
1: think it got his leg too. I think that's why he was grabbing at his leg. What else, um, What what do you think made made them not go with Roadkill from here? <laughs> like that was a good match in my opinion. Why is it that that's it?
0: Because I don't think that they were going to have any tag teams in WWE-CW. Okay. Like, like him and Danny Dorn were a really good team. I just don't necessarily know that you're going to get that match out of Roadkill all the time. Fair. And you only have an hour of TV time. Obviously, you have the two guys that are on our TV screen right now. They're going to take up a bunch of that TV time. You know, you have guys like Tess that are going to debut in the next couple weeks this Mike Knox, Kelly Kelly thing is going to be a thing over the next couple weeks. You kind of have a really tight – you have a commercial? Uh, no, I have Kevin Thorne. Okay, good. You know, you have a really tight window, um, and I just don't necessarily know that there's a lot of leeway for guys that you're
1: not going to use in some way, shape, or form more than enhancement Fair. talent. Oh, look, it's my favorite favorite ECW feud so far.
0: It's also your second favorite Iona Gale.
1: Yes, facts. Well, like third.
0: Okay, this is literally just the Raven Tommy Dreamer. Thank you, sir. May I have another all over again?
1: Because he just said
0: that. He just literally said that. And we're literally going to have Big Show come out. We're going to do this all over again. And literally, nothing's gonna happen. Well,
1: maybe it'll be an actual match this time. Nope, because I read off the matches at the end of last week's show. <laughs> Fair.
0: Breaking news: This is in This will not be a fucking di- uh, an actual match.
1: Look at this man's neck and shoulders, Jesus Christ!
0: So the date of this is June twenty seventh, two thousand and six. Yes. I, I want I want you to remember that date because I'm gonna read something once I find it. Okay. Because we're gonna we're, we're gonna talk here because on next week's show it's the, um, title match between him and Rob Van Dam.
1: So what you're saying is we never actually get a payoff of a Big Show versus Sami Dreamer Mac? I don't think so. See now that's dumb.
0: And I but I think it's forced hand because of what happened with Rob.
1: I mean, that's valid, but then the week after, you could have had Tommy be
0: Tommy may have actually
1: Tommy may have actually wrestled him
0: in, in a title match. So I wonder. Well, I'll go look real quick while I'm scrolling, so give me a sec. We'll look real quick, because I got nothing else going on. Uh, obviously, episode number five.
1: Yeah, well, well, Tommy
0: Dreamer's really taking that ass beating. No, but we have a really awful ECW World Heavyweight title match on the fifth episode.
1: Oh, God. He makes should, just, want... he should just bite him like he's a steel. It makes me want to throw up. Uh no, we never get the payoff. That's dumb.
0: Yeah, instead we get Big Show versus Ric Flair in an Extreme Rules match the next week.
1: I remember that match.
0: And I thought Do-Rag was going to be the worst thing I watched on this fucking thing. Big <laughs> sure right. Show looks
1: pissed. He's, just, he's like, I had to walk all the way down to the ring for this.
0: God damn it, again? <laughs> Fuck, I gotta save those steps. Okay, so... Um, on the July 3rd episode of Raw, uh-huh. Rob Rob drops the title to Edge in a triple threat match with John Cena. The next night, which will be our next episode, the Big Show match occurs. Right. Later on WWE.com, Heyman suspends Van Damme for 30 days without giving a reason. In reality, it's because of his recent drug arrest, um, which happened on July 3rd. Uh, Him and Sabu were arrested on the previous evening, so July 2nd, as we see fucking Mike Knox and Kelly Kelly.
1: Does it, does it surprise you, the reports that Paul Heyman wanted to make Mike Knox one of the main stars of this brand?
0: Doesn't surprise me because he tried to do that with guys like Nine One One. True. Like, you're not going to go get a five-star match classic out of Mike Knox, but you could go get, like, a, an angle. Like, he'd come out and fucking chokeslam people. He'd come out and kick people in the face. True. Current angle or commercial? Uh, I'm on a Commercial. Okay, good. So, Sabu and RVD were arrested on Route 52 in Hanging Rock, Ohio. Uh, RVD was stopped for speeding by the Ohio Highway Patrol, who discovered possession of 18 grams of marijuana and five Vicodin pills, while Sabu was in possession of drug paraphernalia and nine tablets of... uh, Let's see.
1: Nothing good. It's called Teslac. I don't know what that is. It sounds like a laxative. It is an anti
0: oplastic drug to treat advanced stage breast cancer. The fuck? It's gotta be it's gotta have some other
1: Well, it's gotta get you high as shit.
0: Yeah. Or you mix it with something. Yeah, I've got angle.
1: It... I've got angle on my TV.
0: Or you mix it with something and it gets you fucked up. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, they were both released after posting bail, were scheduled to appear in the Iron Ironton Municipal Court on July 6th. Uh, it was reported that their date was in limbo due to the attorney asking for them and granting continuance. On July 31st, RVD pleaded guilty to speeding and possession of marijuana, but the charges of the Viking in possession were dropped after he pro- uh, pro- produced a prescription, was fined $150 plus court fees. According to the wellness policy, a drug-related arrest can lead to talent immediate dismissal from the company. Then-Vice President of Talent Relations John Laurinaitis released a statement on WWE.com, releasing that RVD and Sabu were still eligible to compete on Raw and ECW tapings in the following days of the investigation conducted by WWE being undertaken. The results in RVD dropping the titles uh, and being suspended 30 days on an on-air segment were scripted to relay the suspension to the fans. The arrest footage itself and a recount from RBD can be seen in the film Nine Legends. Oh, that's that shit you don't know every day.
1: Yeah, I did not know that. Interesting.
0: Nope. So that so so we I feel like we, we were are gonna get these two in a in a title match in the very near future.
1: Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised that we're getting it as uh...
0: An, a non-title match on the third episode.
1: Yeah. Like, I know last week I was saying that it would have been cool to see Angle kind of acknowledge, like, hey, I'm going to come for this belt, kind of. But I didn't actually expect that then the week later, because he didn't even do that, number one. But then a week later, we'd be seeing them in a non-title match.
0: Mike Knox weirds me out. (laughs) Like, in what way? He's, like, walking in the ring, and he's all, like, grinning ear to ear. Then he sees, like, a fan get a high five from her, and he's just, like... No, yeah. Oh, well, look, it's the other half of Doring
1: and Roadkill. Yep, I feel like Mike. Not, I don't know. He's it's interesting because he looks like he should be a star.
0: You know what he's like most remembered for for me,
1: not for just trying to keep Kelly Kelly clothed.
0: Nope, he was a part of one of the greatest factions in Impact Wrestling history. What? Aces and 8s, baby.
1: He was? Yes. Was he Aces he, or 8s? He was Nux. I, I don't think I remember that. When you he was, was Mike Nux? No, I think he just went by Nux as part of it.
0: I'm going to look that up while we're here.
1: I feel like that's a fail if he wasn't Mike Nux. <laughs> I remember this Kelly. Kelly basically just strips outside the ring. Yep, for that man in that awful colored shirt. What the fuck? Yo, but how? Like, how much a hoe are you though? You're just like, hey, random dude in the audience in the first row. You want to see them titties?
0: Yes. Thought we had this conversation on last week's show.
1: I'm just saying, but, like, why is she feeding into it? She's... Oh, because she's an exhibitionist. See? there It makes sense. Wow, he stiff-armed the fuck out of that fan. Yeah, he did.
0: Yeet. Uh, yeah, so he debuted in May might of... Might not 20... lose
1: this match by count-out. Oh, no. In May
0: of 2012, as a masked member of Aces and Eights, um... He unmasked um, at some point during the the fun stuff, right?
1: It was part of them until the Aces and Eights uh, disbanded. Oh, then they became Eight Oh Eights and Heartbreaks. Yep,
0: and then he fucking decided that he was going to become a clown circus and join Crazy Steve and those guys. Oh, was he part of that? The ma- the the Mayor or whatever it was called. Him, Crazy Steve, and the Freak.
1: I want maybe I've seen him wrestle during that because I definitely went to some shows at that time in New York. Yeah, whatever happened to Crazy Steve? He's still an impact, is he really? Yes, good lord. How'd she oh. get up to the stage that fast? She's out on, she's on her, her Air Force Ones. Yo, but like, so stripping isn't her talent, teleportation is. She's fast as fuck, boy. She's fast as fuck, boy. I'm on a commercial. All right. It's Walden University, in case you're wondering.
0: When you come back, it'll be a uh, commercial for This Is Testicles.
1: I love that for us. Test, test, this is a
0: test. Yeah, Crazy Steve is still on the Impact roster.
1: Sorry, I'm getting suspended like Robin. Damn. That's fine. <laughs> I need it for this show. I think we all do. Crazy Steve. I still got commercials. It's some kind of shopping thing. Wait, it's, it's an app. It's an app for Shopping. Shop all your favorites. Is it Uber Eats? No, this Dix is on here. I mean, I'd get Instacart. It's Instacart. <laughs> okay, we're back. It's a test. Okay.
0: So, did you, know the cra- <laughs> did you know that Crazy Steve is legally blind?
1: I don't know why, but I thought you were about to say he's legally somebody. Like, he's legally Brock. No.
0: He's, le- he's legally blind.
1: Wasn't so it was Fast Eddie?
0: Yeah, I don't know about him, but I just I'm reading the crazy <laughs> personal information. So do, you,
1: do you remember Fast Eddie in like the I, early days of Ring of Honor? Yes. That was his whole thing, was that he was legally blind.
0: Okay, you, you you're probably right about that. It's been a while since I've watched beginning days of
1: Ring of Honor. You know what it's what's fucked up? If you had two legally blind wrestlers as a tag team they they can't see anymore. Like it's not like two legally blind people make one, like normal sighted person. Like they're both still just two legally blind people. But if you had two wrestlers who each only had one leg, and as long as one of them only had a left leg and one of them had a right leg, you'd have one complete set of legs.
0: Are we not going to talk about how Mike Knox just beat him with Sister Abigail? I did not even notice that. Yeah, he literally fucking beat him with Sister Abigail.
1: How would you feel if Mike Knox randomly came back right now as like Bray Wyatt's new minion? Um, I'd feel better than Kelly's es- es- expose. That's for goddamn sure. I didn't even realize she was dancing for a minute. I honestly thought she was just kind of like had an itch. <laughs> That's what it, it looks like. She's just like I got a wedgie and I kind of want to shake it out because picking it out is nasty. I just think she,
0: I just love that she's, like, counting her steps. Like, one, two, three, four. Oh, my five, God, she really six. is.
1: Like, good. This is so bad. Like, that's. Oh, my God. Like, if she were an actual stripper, she'd go hungry.
0: <laughs> she's that one that, like, you're, you, you go to the strip club with your friends, and you're like, no one's got a date from her all day. Go give her a dollar.
1: Yeah, for real. It's like you know her life story, but that's it because you talk to her all the time. Yeah, she's the nice one. You buy her a yeah. rainbow,
0: you, you get her life story.
1: Right? You're just like, how's the kids?
0: How's little Timmy going doing in baseball?
1: Oh my God, this is so bad. Oh my God, make it stop. Just make I swear stop. this is
0: making me gayer. Uh, buddy, nothing's going to make you gayer. Let's be real.
1: <laughs> I mean,. She trying? No,
0: even this, even this can't make you dare.
1: Oh, oh! oh. wonder if we we're gonna get a little bit more than inner thigh? She, she, she had to try so hard not to kill herself while taking those off. I'm not gonna lie to you, if you go back and just watch that last part. Oh, uh-huh. Jesus Christ! What is this dance move? <laughs> what is happening? Oh my God! <laughs> so bad. What even was that? She's got a pretty bad front wedgie. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a penis. <laughs> not that looks like a dick. She
0: literally has a front she had a front wedgie so bad on the one that it literally was just I was
1: just like, okay then. That literally looks like she's got an angry inch. Uh oh. She this, told this... Mike Knox to fuck
0: you. This is where Mike Knox goes from I love watching it to now I'm going to lock it up.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. She's definitely about to take her underwear off on the Sci-Fi Network at 10 p.m. on Tuesday. And... I did a little butt crack. That was extreme.
0: This was like Kimono Wanalea done terribly wrong.
1: Yes. That is a very accurate way of describing this. Thank you.
0: Oh yeah, we gotta we gotta get the slow-mo replay on this. I, I guarantee that you. That wasn't Cassis. even
1: slow-mo. That is the speed she moved at. Oh, sorry. So we're the teleprompter. God. Oh my god. I what? He So for for sure, he's gonna eat some. Singapore Cane from the Sandman.
0: 100%. Alright, where's Big Dick Johnson about to go up on fucking the the (laughs) Sandman jobber list?
1: Oh my god. He is definitely, I mean he's a, for me you might still put him above the zombie. Uh, let's see how good of a Singapore Cane he takes. It's gonna be hard to beat Macho Libre anytime soon I would agree with that assessment This is so bad What is even happening right now I don't know I think he just dental flossed his
0: ass With somebody's robe
1: He's a better dancer than Kelly Kelly
0: That's fucking Slam
1: moves. At least he has rhythm He working the titties too She don't even know how to do that And he has glitter on Fuck yeah He's get, can we just get him for the exposes from now on? Or can he at least teach her how to dance? <laughs> he reminds me. I'm, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need like a montage of him teaching her how to dance. Yes, training montage like Rocky. You gotta have a montage. Come on, Rock. It's just it's just
0: him yelling at Kelly. Kelly,
1: you're oh to want
0: God. it. You're gonna know, want it, Rock. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: Here comes Sandman. His dance moves may put him ahead of the zombie. Yo, yeah. I can see it.
0: See how bad this Singapore caning is.
1: It's not going to be pretty.
0: See, Sandman again. He's not smoking 37 marble reds as
1: he comes into the ring. So he's like mad. He's trying not to laugh. What are his teeth? I've never noticed that before. Probably fake. Oh, God, he's taking it off. Oh, God. Even I don't want to see that. <laughs> now he's drinking. <laughs> okay. <H-A. laughs> literally, literally, half the guys on Grinder look like this guy. I just enjoy that he grabbed the Sandman's cane and started, started giving it a fucking hand job.
0: And Saman started spraying the beer like he was ejaculating. That, was, that popped <laughs> me. I'm
1: not going to... And he wasted oh his beer. God, he just poured the beer on himself. Oh and my he was wasted his beer. Why is this low-key the best segment on these shows so far? Oh! Jesus. I appreciated the way he pulled the cane out, though. Like, as if it was a big sword that he had just stabbed him with. And then he gave I'm him a, hit a him in the right to the ass. You know what? He's definitely ahead of the zombie. This, he's oh yeah, yeah. Ahead of the zombie. I think he might have beaten Macho Libre for me at this point. I mean, with that gargantuan and Red Mark on his ass, I think he did. <laughs> he earned it. He earned. The, he earned the number one
0: Sandman Jobber award.
1: God, that's a lot of ass. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag too much ass. Uh, yeah.
0: Alright, so the new San, the new Sandman Jabba rankings. Number one, uh, Big Dick Johnson. Number two, uh, Macho, Macho Libre. Ma- Macho Libre. And number three is uh, The Zombie. God, that's such a great part of our show. I'm going to be very upset when we get to like episode 12 and there isn't
1: anybody that that happens to. Yeah, right. I'm going to be sad that it goes away. We'll always have the memories. Leave the memories alone. Robin M is like, Why are you talking to me right now? I'm focused. He's trying to let him know
0: that he could lose his title in a triple threat match. It's like he knew that Rob was going to get arrested.
1: So, because he hadn't been arrested at this point. Correct. But he probably I, had all the drugs already. Oh, 100%. Oh,
0: look. It's Edge and Lita.
1: It was really kind of weird how they were just standing there for a long time. Waiting, waiting for the cue to walk to their seat. Yeah. Like, the camera probably should have taken them from, like, here. Yeah. Are they, they're kicking them out of their seats. Oh, well, those guys are clearly plans. Oh, 100%. The one guy's got a shirt tucked in. Yeah. Everybody knows if you have your shirt tucked in and you're at like an event like this, you're either an undercover cop or working part of the show. It's undeniable. All right. So oh, I'm commercial.
0: Oh, okay. When you come back, it'll be uh Brother, Brother Man, Taz, and Edge you know,
1: in a interview promo. Interesting. Uh, I'm watching Ronda Rousey in a video game. Nobody cares. Yeah. Okay, back. Oh, uh, that was a quick commercial. Yep.
0: Brother, I don't know what you're doing here, but you can't be here. See? You have no business around UCW. I said, I said, I knew where Taz's promos were going, brother.
1: Can can someone let Edge know that people didn't dress like that anymore in two thousand six? What the
0: afflicted T shirts with the white beater and long sleeve? Yeah, underneath that, and... was,
1: that was so much more like nineteen ninety something. Or was that two thousand six?
0: No, that was like two thousand six because that's when all the that's when all the UFC guys started wearing those like shirts to the ring.
1: Oh, fuck, and they,
0: yeah. And they became, like, super cool.
1: What was the one, the guy that, like, he's a douchebag, and if you wore his shirts, you were a douchebag, but every guy wore those shirts? Tap Out? No, but, like, same idea. It was a guy's name. Oh, um... Tom Hardy? Yes. No. Yeah? No, uh, I think it was... No, it. God damn it. You know what I'm talking about.
0: Yes, this is going to fucking <laughs>
1: bother you. Okay, I, mean, I got to look it up. I think it is Tom Hardy. It might have been. I really like this look on Kurt Angle. Ed, Ed, maybe, m- m- maybe Ed Hardy? Ed, Ed Hardy, yes. God damn, I but knew Tom it was Tom Hardy's the pissed. guy that played Bane. Correct. Ed Hardy is the guy that designed t-shirts for douchebags. Oh, God. What? Super douche. (laughs) He still has a website. Ed Hardy? Yes. How? He is not
0: relevant anymore. They still have... Okay, they have the Ed Hardy Retro Tiger Hoodie. Take a guess on how much that's going for on his website.
1: $249.99.
0: Oh, no, sir. $98. Oh, okay. That's better. Gonna go ahead and just ship that over to you right now. Here you go. <laughs> you can sit here in
1: misery with me while we watch Rob Van Dam walk to the ring for the main event. So bad. Now, okay. So Rob Van Dam gets fired like in a week. He, he doesn't get fired. Oh, he gets suspended. He gets a 30-day uh, But so he never got fired. I think he comes back after this at some point. Well, he definitely because he was he in the elimination chamber. I'll have to double check. I think he is the Lemoncello chamber because wasn't Sabu supposed to be in that match too? And then he gets attacked. Yes, that's how they write him out. I think whenever they fire him, right, which is like December.
0: Yeah, because Rob Van Dam is still there in 2014. Okay. So he definitely comes back at some point. Well, I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. He goes
0: goes back there in 2014 because he was part of Impact for a while.
1: Oh, right. Right. Correct. In like 2010, 2011. Yeah, this match probably happened like a dozen times in Impact in like five years from here. Probably. It
0: definitely happened on the... May seventeenth, two thousand and eleven. Show because I am staring at the result.
1: Uh, well, you <laughs> know they also probably wrestled a bunch in two thousand one when when they first both when Rob Van Dam first came into WWE too. They probably fought some. I wouldn't say a lot. Well, they were definitely at least because they were both involved in the storyline towards the end of the alliance, like and like feuding with mm-hmm. Ang, uh, Austin for the belt. So Rob
0: Van Dam had a match against Santino Marella on the December 10th, 2007 episode of Raw. And then made a return at the 2009 Royal Rumble. Okay. So I guess we're going to say that December of 07 is his last Like, real appearance. Yeah, because he has a match on Sci-Fi 50, a tag match where he he teams with CM Punk to take on Elijah Burke and Marcus Corbin. Okay. And then he has those couple matches on the Raw shows and a match at One Night Stand Extreme Rules. That's it. Wow. And then they release uh, Sir, Sir Van Daminator. Did they release
1: him because he violated again? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. That that almost makes more sense than any other reason, unless it was just like his contract was up. And he didn't want sense. to renew. I'm going to look and see if I can find out. Ooh, that was pretty. Did you see that? I did. That was a nice... Was Robin Van M... Honestly, this is someone who you can say was ahead of his time. Yes. Because he would still be a star if he debuted today. So Van Dam
0: faced Orton at a stretcher match, uh, which he beat him. And then after the match, Orton continued to attack Van Dam, hitting the elevated DV- DDT off the barricade onto the concrete floor. In which Van Dam was then stretchered out. After the match, Van Dam left WWE due to being burnt out and needing time away. Fair. So then his contract expired, obviously.
1: Okay, so that makes sense.
0: I just love how he's like, "Man, I'm burnt out. I can't do it anymore." Oh,
1: hey, by the way,
0: uh, eighteen days later, I'm gonna face uh, Booker T at this show, and then like three months later, I'm gonna go over here and wrestle
1: this. <clears throat> right. Oh, that was pretty. This good is definitely... To... I'll give it... This is delivering for what you would hope from a Rob Van Dam versus Kurt Angle match at this point in their careers. I would agree with that assessment. Ooh, like, Jesus. this is good. The only reason why it won't go above a certain point is because it's a TV match and there's only so much time. But, like, it's off to a great start. Don't worry, I did not go to commercial. You did not go to commercial? No, not like for real. That's good. We do not have like Warner University or whatever. Warner Media. Acme University? (laughs) Yes. And the teaching staff's been getting laughs since 1933. (laughs) Kurt Angle sweats like a whore in church. (laughs) Sweats like an Italian eating pizza.
0: (sighs) Tony Carotidottery.
1: You know, as sweaty as he is, I feel like you should be able to get out of that move.
0: Just slide right underneath. Right. It's
1: like, it's like remember that Full House episode where Stephanie got her head stuck in the butter, the banister. Yep. Butter. Yeah. Like that's the equivalent. It's just sweat. That's a good episode.
0: <laughs> Maybe we'll
1: watch that on our next watch along podcast. <laughs> Just the best episodes of full house.
0: Yeah. Full or er, er, er house.
1: What's your favorite full house episode? Ooh, that's hard. So, you know, I have an answer. Okay. It's the one where, where rusty. Remember rusty? Yes. It's when he wrote the love letter and it was like, supposed to be to um like it was supposed to be to Stephanie and then like everyone reads it and they all think it's from somebody else to them. Yes. And you get like all like their thoughts around the table. Like Uncle Jesse thinks that like Joey wrote it to Rebecca and fucking um Kimmy thinks that Uncle Jesse wrote it to her and everyone's just doing all that. And they're going around the table with everyone's thoughts. And you get to fucking Michelle, and she's just like, Why is my father so boring? And then they show Comet, and Comet's just like, I hope somebody drops a hot dog. You <laughs> this just love that.
0: You just love that for the Comet. It
1: really? Scene. Yes. No, that episode is amazing.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, and this is how you pop Joe Lopez. You start talking about dogs having <laughs> conversations.
1: No, but God. that episode, like, because think about it. It's a Rusty episode. Like, Rusty was, was not good years of Full House, but that episode no. is amazing. Somebody
0: get this referee a better fucking shirt. It's still too big on him.
1: Rusty was like when they introduced that girl Tori on Saved by the Bell. Mm. I would agree. Although there are a couple of good Tory episodes of Saved by the Bell, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, we we don't have time for that. Not today. (coughs) Oh, Rob Van Dam doing Rob Van Dam things. Shoulder tackle, shoulder tackle, shoulder tackle. Like the only thing that was missing was a flip backwards for no reason, and then a final shoulder tackle.
0: Yeah, but the way that Kurt's been working the arm, I would have loved for him to try to do it, and then like his arm give out, he'll just land face first
1: on the mat. Yeah, he's doing a pretty good job of selling the arm, though. He is. uh,
0: Definitely something that Van Damme's been good at is selling.
1: Yeah. I feel like Van Damme had the potential to be as big, maybe not as big, but definitely bigger than he got. Because like he okay, reminds this, me of Shawn Michaels in a lot of ways.
0: This move right here by Kurt Angle is why Sabu's submission finishing maneuver is nothing.
1: Yeah, he's literally doing the
0: exact same thing. And without this is just like a having, transition rest hold. Yeah, without having one arm behind or to the side of Rob Van Dam. Yeah, no, I'm yeah,
1: hot garbage. Yeah, um, the ironic thing is, here's Angle, who's a guy who's known for having a finisher, and I bet he finishes people by pinfall here.
0: I don't know that Kurt actually has, like, a decisive win. Oh, I don't know. I mean, he beat Randy Orton via submission at one-night stand. Right. Van Damme got the pinfall in the tag match. True. He lost... He lost to Orton in the rematch. I'm intrigued. We'll see. This has been a great match. I, I would say that I think Angle, because didn't Angle choke somebody out on the first show? Yes, he did. That's what I'm saying. I think I think it'd be a submission of some sort. I don't necessarily. Yeah, you're know right. That I, I just think it'd be a submission of some
1: sort. I'm not necessarily saying it'd be the ankle lock. This is, I, I don't think this is better than last week's main event, but it's just as up there. Uh, I would say it's probably going to kick it,
0: kick it into another gear here. As it we feels like the, it's
1: starting to, like it's starting to shift. You know, if it kicks into another gear here in the next four to five
0: minutes, it could get up to the level of the main event from last week's show. Yeah. There. Here's the thing. This is, this is one of those, and, and Kurt and Sean had great matches after or after this, before this, etc. Um, Kurt and Rob's style don't mesh very well.
1: You don't think so? Rob wants to fly, Kurt wants to s- sit and wrestle. But see, I think that's what's making it work, actually. Because you're getting a lot of this like counter-wrestling where Rob's going for something and Angle's you- like, no, I'm going to get you onto the mat instead.
0: But you have to let Rob get some of his aerial offense in.
1: But in the hasn't first, been.
0: the first half of this match was Kurt Angle doing Sabu's finishing maneuver.
1: I mean, yeah, it was it, it was a slow start. I'll give you that's, that.
0: That's what I'm saying. When when Rob is fresh and when is when Rob needs to use that speed to get to the to the ropes to do springboard moves and stuff like that. Now this match is at the 14 15 minute mark, and and both guys are sweating. Both guys are tired. This is when Kurt needs to lay on him and lean on him and and get him to the mat and use those moves to take the last bit of energy out of Rob to get the win. From a psychological standpoint, like Kurt's mindset should have been weathering the early storm to then wear him out late to win a a match via like grinding him out. And now it's like Rob Van Dam has all this energy even though he's been in like, oh, shit. That was nice.
1: That was a sick transition. Not gonna yeah, lie. that was good. See, he's gonna win here. No, he's not. No, no, he's not. But if there's no DQs, then how is that?
0: I don't understand. No, not every match is via. Oh, ECW rules. Like oh. they, they they announce if it's an ECW rules match or something.
1: Oh, that's annoying. It's super annoying.
0: So, Rob just sends Kurt to the outside. Edge and leader mysteriously start standing
1: up for some reason. That was actually kind of a weird spot because he didn't really like pull him out of the ring as much as he just got to the ropes and then Kurt Angle kind of launched himself out of the ring. Jumped out of the ring. <laughs> it was weird. See, and like now, yeah, look, he's using, he's trying to use the high flying even though he hurt it. That's, uh, it's just, I don't hate it. I, I just think there's things that, you could pick apart from it. Yeah, I mean I like it. I like this match a lot. But like I said, I still think last week's was better. I agree. But they're looking good. I mean it's it's interesting because like in a way you almost feel you almost feel that this was a little snake bit cuz here you are two of your guys who you're trying to build the entire brand around and we know for a fact that like at least one of them's not even gonna be here in a few months, and the other one certainly doesn't have the same role that he did here. So like, it, it's rough, right? Because like here you are trying to build this, and all your effort that you put in for the first like couple of months ends up being for naught. Oh,
0: hindsight being you know what it is, yeah. No, it it definitely hampers this brand knowing that you're. Your idea is to build Rob Van Dam and Kurt Angle. And within like a he month, is. you know. A months? Month, you know, a month, Rob's gone after... Dude, you see that
1: guy in the audience who's dressed like a minion?
0: Yes. What the fuck? He just didn't know he was a minion yet.
1: Because that wasn't a thing in two thousand six.
0: Nope. He's uh, a time
1: traveler.
0: Oh, that makes sense.
1: That's a hundred percent a time traveler
0: um you know but obviously you know rob rob is gone after the next episode for for a month yeah and i think by the time he comes back Angle's gone. gone you know so you lose you lose a pillar in angle and you lose a guy who was basically your your quarterback yep you know and then you don't trust him when you get him back because you know he's already got strike 1 strike 2 exactly you know so i definitely think that shifted a lot of the thought process of ECW. Um, you know, obviously, talking about it, we know that Rob's dropping the title on next week's episode of the big show. Yeah. So, you know, this is one of those where, you know, you transition from a guy
1: who's an ECW original, like Rob, and your decision is, you know what, fuck it, we're going to put on the big show. Ed, which is a weird call. Like, I'm surprised they didn't go with... Oh, I mean, hey, it's hey it's Rob hard- It's hard to go with Angle when he just lost to the champion, but... You could have done the same thing they do on Monday Night Raw, Triple Threat match. Yeah,
0: true. Maybe, maybe Van Dam doesn't take the fall, but gets like thrown through a table or something, and gets like structured out during the match. Kurt could have beat someone who you would then go into feud with, right? Just, just from a, from a, from a basic standpoint.
1: Good match, good match. I, I'm still saying last week's main event better. And there's Edge. With a spear. He speared him straight to hell. Could have just hit him with his chin. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. What was that? Why they try to eat each other's faces? These motherfuckers did bat salts before that. I mean, just call Matt Hardy. He'll tell you why. <laughs>
0: On this day, we eat bath salts
1: <laughs> and lick each other's face. Good lord, that was a, that was a good episode. I enjoyed that episode overall.
0: I I thought it was a good episode as well. I I didn't think it dragged on. I think it was a good no.
1: good good episode. Um, there was in fact no Josh Matthews or Byron Saxton for the record. Shocker! I'm so surprised.
0: Um, all right, so on next week's episode, which is episode from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the Wachovia Center. Ooh, uh, Mike Knox versus Little Guido. Test makes his in-ring debut against Al Snow, and the Third. ECW and the ECW World Heavyweight Title match between the Big Show and Rob Van Dam. So. That is uh, what you can look forward to on the uh, watch-along of next week's um, show right here. Um, Oh, Dragon Lee. uh, Oh, this is interesting. We were talking about Dragon Lee at the beginning. Uh, NXT posted a minute ago that Dragon Lee is officially announced that he's heading to WWE NXT. Oh, wow. So WWE is basically already running with it and um obviously this is uh <coughs> December 28th. You know, he says 2023 is where I go. It's going to be a new year for me. So he's headed to he's headed to NXT,
1: which I think is interesting in and of itself because it's kind of a call back to what NXT was a couple years ago where you're getting guys from other countries and in the indie scene and stuff as opposed to just Kind of random people.
0: Uh, I texted in the in our group chat the uh, return of the super super indies yeah. battle yeah. of the super indies. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, but I'll also say that I don't necessarily know that he's long term for
1: XT. Oh yeah, no, I'd agree with that completely.
0: Um, that's that's the Dragon Lee talk for for the episode. Because we're doing this uh, a couple weeks in advance because of my crazy January schedule. So we're not really talking about, quote, current wrestling. It's current to us because it's when we're recording. Um, But yeah, so uh, got anything to add before we go, mister? I'm going to start moving my phone around.
1: No, sorry. I'm trying to feed the animals. It's late. Yeah, all I hear is. I apologize. Like, all right, Optimus Prime. Um, all right, so that's going
0: to do it for the show. If you're not already, uh, you can follow our other wrestling show where we're actually talking about current wrestling at the time that you're listening to this. That's the Take Three Wrestling Podcast with myself, Joe, our good friend producer, Big Jim, and uh, Ernest Christian. You can follow us over there at Take The Number Three Wrestling on Twitter. Uh, you can also hit up the T Public store uh, that we have for the Take Three Wrestling Store, Take Three Wrestling Podcast. Uh, got three designs up as of the 28th. Hopefully, we'll have some more by the first of the year. We'll see. Uh, But until next week, guys, that's been From Adam Lee to Zombie, a WWE CW watch-along. Until next week, we tell everyone to stay safe and enjoy the extreme wrestling that is...